A farmer's time is valuable. That's why Blaine's Farm and Fleet has made shopping for your must-haves quick and easy. Simply order online at farmandfleet.com and pick up your items in just one hour in their convenient drive-thru. Or try Farm and Fleet's same-day local delivery option. Whether you're in rural Wisconsin or here in Madison, you don't have to look too far when you're craving something to eat. Whether it's a supper club, a cafe, a sandwich shop, you name it, Wisconsin is a leading state in the number of restaurants per capita. I'm Stephanie Hoff for the Midwest Farm Report. Another thing about our state's dining scene, it's changing in order to adapt to inflation and consumer preferences. Wisconsin Restaurant Association Executive Vice President Susan Quam tells us more about what the industry will look like in the coming years. But first, she explains why the holiday season is such an important time for restaurants. You know, especially as we lead up into the December holiday season, we definitely are, you know, restaurants uh, have an opportunity to take advantage to people wanting to get together with friends and family uh, over shared food and shared conversation. And so this is a big time. This is a big time for pretty much every restaurant operator out there, especially those who are in a sit-down restaurant situation where they can capitalize on folks who want to get together with friends get together and, um, you know, talk about this last year or have office holiday parties or get together with old coworkers, just all different kinds of reasons to get together for the holidays. So this is a big season for a lot of restaurant operators in Wisconsin. This is, this is traditionally when they gear up and bring in the cash flow that helps them stem over the slow time in January, February, and March when restaurant volume is definitely way down. It really was heartbreaking that restaurants, uh, the service industry, took such a hit during the COVID-19 pandemic. And we'd really been rallying behind them, wanting them to have this comeback period post-pandemic. What has that looked like? Have we seen a rebound in the restaurant industry here in Wisconsin? Um, well, I would say that we, we've made some progress, um, but we're definitely right now an industry where we have winners and losers in that whole recovery uh, aspect. Uh when I say winners, meaning they 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 maybe receive some of the restaurant revitalization fund uh, grant money from the federal government. They have been able to do some renovations and changes and and revamp their menus and are and are doing a lot of things to to meet the demand that the consumers are having. They have enough employees to keep their operating operation running at full tilt. Um, so th- they're doing really well. Uh, some operators who who really took it hard, um, especially sit down restaurants who took it hard during the pandemic. Um, who qualified for but didn't get any of the restaurant revitalization fund dollars because the feds ran out. Um, and they are still struggling to try and get on top um, of all of the increased expenses the, that they're incurring. We're very concerned that something, you know, some of them are going to, after this holiday season and in those cold winter months, they may just say, I don't have the cash flow to pay my new, all of the bills that I incurred. Uh, my new loans and, and everything else that are out there, they just may decide to to call it quits and close. Can you share with us maybe what numbers, restaurant numbers looked like five years ago compared to today? Or do you have any stats to compare with just mm-hmm. what's happened over the past three years or so? What we look at in Wisconsin is roughly 13, well, 13,000 uh, eating and drinking establishments, what people really would typically classify as a restaurant. Um, that's not counting some of the the specialized locations that say maybe a nonprofit runs or or you know something else that has to be licensed as a restaurant but isn't necessarily a traditional restaurant. Um, and that number hasn't really changed as restaurants close, new ones open. What we're seeing though is that 
what the type of restaurants that are closing, many of which are your typical sit-down table service restaurants, they're not being replaced by new table service restaurants. They're being replaced by counter service restaurants, restaurants with drive throughs ghost kitchens where they don't even have a place to come in and sit down. They're carry-out only or delivery and carry-out only. That is what's replacing a lot of the restaurants that are closing. We're not going to see a huge influx. It used to be pre-pandemic. Uh, a table service restaurant will close for whatever reason and a new one will take its place because there's, oh, you know, we're an entrepreneurial industry. We have everybody, you know, uh, a lot of people want to own their own restaurant and, and get into the business, especially those who've been in it a long time. And, but that's not where it's happening. What we're seeing is that the table service restaurant is closing um, because they have the lowest profit margins within the industry and they're being replaced by different types of restaurants, but not the same kind. Is this market driven? Is this something that that is due to consumers or is there a different things happening in the economy that's that's driving kind of this shift? I think it is a combination of both. Um, part of it is consumer driven because we while we have a pent up demand from a lot of people who want to go out to a restaurant, especially one that has a, a, an alcohol license. Enjoy some cocktails with friends and family or, you know, be be out to watch a game or do all of the social kind of things they did pre-pandemic. We also have seen that that a number of people and this was growing pre-pandemic, but the number of people who actually want to eat restaurant quality food in their home or in some other location that's not that is not inside a restaurant, but yet it's food they got from a restaurant that is is still there. It's not as high as obviously was during the pandemic when restaurants were forced to be closed or consumers were afraid to go out. But a lot of consumers really got to like and really realized, um, sometimes depending on the situation, that there is, even though the menu prices are higher, there is some value there or it's easier there, especially if they're hosting a party or they're having friends over, they all just order from their favorite place rather than spend, you know, half a day in the kitchen cooking. So, um, and we saw a lot of restaurants, even like during this Thanksgiving period, provide a lot more meals to eat at home um, to uh, consumers who just decided they didn't want to cook anymore. Just like on the farm where our food is produced, we're starting to see more and more technology. How about at the restaurant? Maybe you've encountered those kiosks or Mm -hmm. you take your order at the table. Is new technology or automation becoming more prevalent in the restaurant today? Is that another change that we're starting to see? Yes, we're definitely going to be seeing more of that. We just had our restaurant Insight Summits in Green Bay last month, and that was one of our big topics that we had as far as where innovation is coming. And in some cases, this isn't necessarily replacing an employee with a piece of machinery or a robot or something like that. It's actually enhancing Uh, And bringing in equipment that streamlines either your back of the house, your kitchen area, or streamlines your front of the house area so that the employees you have um, can do their job more efficiently. And there's less running and less footsteps and and, and other things that when you're short of staff um, that make it really hard to operate your restaurant at full capacity and and you know, and be a good, provide good customer service. So where, where I think we're going to see here in Wisconsin is is going to be that kind of technology. There's all kinds, you see all of the the, the fun stuff you, that you like to see on the internet and everything else is like Flippy, you know, the robot who flips burgers at a, at a fast food place in California or something like that, that they're testing. That is going to be out there and that's going to come at, at some point in some places. But 
Instead, what we what we're going to see here in Wisconsin is just better efficiency um, through technology, maybe through a little bit of robotics, um, but in a way that it just makes it easier on the staff that we have. We kind of touched on some of the opportunities and a little glimpse into the future of the restaurant industry. What are some of the barriers right now in our economy that maybe holding restaurants back? Well, I think we're facing the same that every small business or every business that's out there. And, you know, I'm not going to belabor. We all know that we have a a labor shortage right now, no matter what industry you're in. Um, But inflationary costs for the restaurant industry as a whole are running twice as high as the consumer price index. So for us, um, maintaining that profitability when we're only running on a 3% margin before the pandemic um, and stay within menu price increases that consumers here in Wisconsin are willing to pay, which is not much. Um, we, you know, that's where the challenge is. That's the barriers right now. So that's when I said earlier, you're seeing restaurants that are coming into business are ones that have a whole lot lower employee cost to them. And they have a much very, very narrow menu, very small streamlined menu. They specialize in just a few items. And that makes it so that they can at least uh, attack those barriers um, that our traditional restaurants here in Wisconsin, even our quick service restaurants, have huge menus. Um, That makes it very hard to maintain profitability right now with inflationary issues. Some of my favorite restaurants and uh, places that I like to dine are in my hometown. They're almost a cornerstone of, of that community. It's where people gather. Is there any difference between what maybe our rural restaurants are facing versus urban establishments? There, there is some. We are seeing some difference depending on the population uh, of the locations. Um, one thing about Wisconsin is that we have never lacked for having um, a very high number of restaurants per capita. We're one of the leading states in the country historically for eating and drinking establishments per, per capita. And, and probably more so in the urban areas than we find out in our, in our more rural areas. Um, and thank you for saying that we're the cornerstone of the community. We say that all the time. So I appreciate that, that you brought that up. And because we are the place, especially in uh, neighborhoods and in small communities where people gather um, for both mourning and for celebrating. And, and so that's very important. In our urban areas, what we're seeing is that if downtown business, and I'm not, I'm not even talking about just Madison and Milwaukee, um, but anywhere where there's meeting, hotels with meeting space, convention centers. So we were talking Oshkosh in Green Bay and Eau Claire and La Crosse, uh, Stevens Point. They're all hurting because business travel is not back. So if you're a restaurant that relied not only on um, folks who want to go out for social reasons, Um, but you relied on the business traveler, whether they were traveling to a convention or they're just meeting clients, those restaurants are still hurting. Or if you had large office buildings or government buildings uh, in in your community, uh, those folks are are really hurting because a lot of folks have gone to part-time or completely working from their home still, and that has really desperately hurt our, our restaurants in those communities. The rural areas, when we talk to our members that are in other parts, of the, the, those parts of the state, um, their biggest problem right now is in some cases being able to get their food delivered or their products delivered um, just because there's a shortage of truck drivers for our, for our supplier partners um, and getting it done in a, in a timely fashion. And then, of course, labor's even harder, I think, to find in the rural areas, the less populated areas. 
What are you seeing happening in 2023 for Wisconsin eateries? I mentioned it earlier, and we do still see a pent-up demand for people who want to get out, you know, and who want to meet and be out in public again, whether it's for their Friday night fish fry, Saturday night prime rib, all the other great traditions that we have here in Wisconsin. And so um, that is still alive and well. And of course, all I ask is, please be patient if you're at a place where you see empty tables and a line going out the door. That means they don't have enough staff that night. So just be patient so that they can uh, get you a table when they when they finally can um, uh, have a, ch- a chance to seat you. But what we're seeing in the future is that besides that pent-up demand, as I said earlier, the off-premise dining uh, the carryout, takeout, delivery is still there. It's still growing. And even in more rural areas, I will tell you, that is still very becoming very much a business model for a lot of folks out in the in in um, across the state. And that's going to that is going to stay. And I don't think we're going to see any changes there um, from a food standpoint. You're going to continue to see menus uh, downsizing and streamlining um, because of those low profit margins. Anything that is that they are going to struggle on moving from a volume standpoint or a profitability standpoint is going to leave the menu. Um, it's just not going to stick around. Uh, they just can't afford to keep it there. Um, it can't. And there's there's really nothing in the restaurant industry anymore that can be a loss leader. Uh, if it's not profitable on the menu, it's going to have it's going to go. So um, you know, uh, folks who are used to that real low cost. Friday night fish fry, um, that's not going to stick around, <laughs> you know, if it still even is around. It's not going to stick around much longer just because they can't afford to lose money on something. Um, and then, but we're also seeing, um, you know, menu trend, menu trends and, and other things are, are continuing to grow. Um, and the shareables and the appetizers and people getting together just to, and, and enjoying those kinds of things are continuing to grow. So um, I think the popularity of of meals that op, that you're going to see and the global you know when I say globalization the continued exploration of different flavor profiles different spices different cooking methods that's still going to continue um, to become on point uh, regardless of where you are in the state um, so I think we're going to still see some great innovation out there from our Wisconsin restaurant operators Susan Quam joining us in studio she's the executive vice president of the Wisconsin Restaurant Association giving us some insight into what Wisconsinites can expect from their state's dining scene in the coming years for the Midwest Farm Report I'm Stephanie Hoff